Right, that's the uh, last one for me before I put off to um, watch Leaving Las Vegas, Eating Las Vegas. What the hell is the thing called? It's all right in Las Vegas. Um, everything that happens in Las Vegas stays between you and Vegas. No! Anyway, I'm going to go watch the covers of Hedy film. But before I go and do that, I just want to share with you, you know, <clears throat> a little mm, green girlfriend wisdom. There are certain albums that you listen to with just without your green girlfriend and then you listen to them with your green girlfriend. And when you're listening with your green girlfriend, the whole album just becomes a completely immersive, joyful experience. You're dancing, you're complete, and, and you hear a kind of spaciousness in the music that you never heard before your green girlfriend came, came around to visit once a week. But, you know, once a week she comes round and you're like, oh my God, Beyonce's Lemonade album. I mean, I know it's considered a modern masterpiece. Of course it is. Of course it's Beyonce. Of course it is. You know, um, God damn it. If I just listened to more Beyonce, I'd be in a relationship right now because she's an eight. She's like, you know, you want it, you put up. What's it? What's that thing about the putting the putting the finger on it no putting the ring on it yeah um there's all of that business I'm like yeah but i try to put a ring on it beyonce what do you want it's just that as i was coming towards it it just pulled back because you know the ring was i don't know some slightly strange but interesting kind of um self-made um handmade uh configuration handmade as in made by hands rather than but maybe also who knows ah. but so there's these two there's two categories of albums i've realized those that just become absolutely splendiferous and you're like what ah now i get it now i get it now i get why you know there's like a cult called lemonade and you can go and join and Every day you listen to, like, the whole album and you're like, oh, my God. Yes. Um, I realised, because I was altered, and I'd only listened to it previously, unaltered. And unaltered, it's it's okay. Sorry, that's like the, ah, Jesus, you know, fucking privileged, joy, sapping sap. It's okay. It's a work of fucking genius. Hello. Says the altered person, right, and the and the and the unaltered person, is like, mm, it's, yeah, it's you know, it's like it's Beyonce, you know, it's like got some stuff happening behind her voice. She's singing some. Oh man, what's the problem with you? And then the unaltered person goes, "I'm not, I'm not altered. I'm just, I'm just. It's just like it's just a Beyonce album. It's just some you know background noise. You're like, no, it's not background noise, because listen to." sorry on repeat for a day or even for an hour and probably whatever shit is swilling around in your head it will be swilled out because it is totally and utterly hypnotherapeutic and of course the unaltered person listens and says oh man what's that um line from uh my boy, my boy, Mika, my boy Mika, MBM.
uh, you know, you know, the, the beginning of Blame It On The Boys, uh, where he goes, you know, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'll just, uh, should I just play for you right now? Okay. So I was sitting there in the bar and this guy came up to me and he said, my life stinks. And I saw his gold credit card and I saw the way that he was looking at people across the room and I looked at his face and, you know, quite a good looking face. And I just said, dude, your perspective on life sucks. He's got a look, stop, books, take pages to tell. He's got a face to make you fall on your knees. He's got money in the bank to think, and I guess you could think he's living at ease. Like the others on the open shore. What's the matter when you're sitting there with so much more? What's the matter while you're wondering what the hell to be? Are you wishing you were ugly like me? Blame it on the girls who know what to do. Blame it on the... Anyway. You know that one, right? But I, I feel like the voice, the narrator in that song is talking to the unaltered person, sort of unaltered, jaded, you know, it's sort of modern man, um, maybe woman too, but very much modern man. And um, he's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, c'est la vie. Kind of like, uh, yeah, it's an album. And a sort of pre-modern man would be, uh, hello, this is, this is, this is genius. If that word has any currency in your, um, algorithm, please. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but she doesn't need any more listens. She's just, oh, you know, I'm bored with Beyonce. BWBs, watch out for them. They're, they're all over the place. The, the bored with Beyonce is there. Uh, yeah, but bored with Beyonce. But, but you and me, you and me, babe, babe in the Godhead, um, that sounded just totally nuts. Let's just, let's just frame that as sounded totally nuts, but not totally nuts in the grand scheme of, yeah, it's just you and me, babe, recognizing that this is, this is it. Sorry, that not in a like an apocalyptic way. Not in like this is it. <laughs> it's now or never. No, but just simply this is this is it. That this moment is, is this beautiful, complete, perfect. I mean, you know, this is where all the spiritual homilies become perfectly appropriate because you can see that very briefly. That's why you become altered once a week. When I say you, I mean I'm talking to you. Steve, I'm talking to you. Sorry, slightly altered. Not sure if this um, <laughs> if this is coming across strangely because it wasn't intended to come across strangely. What what I actually wanted to also just throw in as I'm throwing into the lemonade punch um, is is that listening to this album this evening has made me in a, in a slightly altered state in almost a kind of a, not a trance-like state, because I don't know, do I sound like I'm speaking to you in a trance-like state? Probably not. But in a slightly altered state has, how can I say, 
allowed me to see how listening to something very, very, something made for you, something pertinent, something healing made for you, but listening to it in an altered state would really, really maybe be very helpful, maybe more helpful than even our religion, which is talking therapy. You know, so I'm, 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 God forbid, heresy, thinking of stepping, moving a little bit outside our religion of psychotherapy and having some hypnotherapy. <laughs> and just with this very simple request of, well, this is why I'm thinking about it, right? So one of my clients, um, whoops, right, one of my clients who I've been seeing and, and working with for some really, really deep trauma stuff. Um, ongoing trauma stuff, you know, I mean, but he's in his, I don't know, late 50s and he's still waking up with panic attacks and all of that. Anyway, he's also got all various health complaints and and he was going in for this, first of all, it was going to be an fMRI, that's right. And we sort of did some, I don't know, CPT type focus stuff to get him ready for that. And then, and then, and I said to him, I said to him, because after doing this stuff, he also then said, oh, I'm going to also go just for the heck of it, because he's kind of, you know, free thinking four type, uh, SX4. He was like, well, I'm just going to go and, I don't know, have some hypnotherapy as well, because I'm really scared about this. I'm really, really scared of stepping in. This was for the fMRI. And, now, and I said to him, oh, I'd love to know because I've been to this Darren Brown show and I'd just be like, wow, yeah, hypnotism, interesting, stagey, but hypnotherapy, so interesting. It's not mindfulness. What is it? What? what huh? Is it? Does it work? Is it effective? If it's effective, why are, are not all psychotherapists and also hypnotherapists? Was it between like a hypnotherapist and just sort of talking in a soothing voice, just saying, okay, let's do it like a little exercise where you just close your eyes. You imagine yourself in a safe space. I mean, is it diff any different to that? Or is it, is it different to that? Am I just a cynic? When in fact it's something profoundly, profoundly useful for the human psycho-spiritual toolkit. And so anyway, this client, um, so I said to him, oh, please, Peter, um, tell me how it went. You know, I'm so curious to know um, how it goes. So I get a text from him today, which goes, hey, Steve, so I had the prostate biopsy yesterday, very invasive, but doable. I was terrified in the week building up to it, having bad panic attacks every morning and anxiety during the day. On the day I was there on my own and going in and out of hospital. Eventually I had to go in and encountered one of the most unpleasant, aggressive nurses I've ever had the displeasure, displeasure to meet. Monosyllabic, appalling English and English comprehension, etc. Bad attitude. Now, if you're starting to think, God, this guy sounds a little bit elitist. What does he expect from the bloody National Health Service? Well, yeah, he's an SX4. He's a bit, you know, he's, he's got fairly high standards, probably stupidly high standards of himself, of other people. He's just uh, a bit crazy. Not as a not as a human individual, but as a type, as a type, it's a slightly crazy type. Uh, so anyway, he goes on to say, um, anyway, the rest of the staff were amazing. Strangely, when I arrived, and oh, and, and also drama queen, right? I mean, the fours are, are, the, are the drama queens. You either love them or you hate them. Lots of people hate them. Actually, I was going to say lots of people hate them. Some people love them. No, yeah, lots of people hate them. Anyway, the rest of the staff were amazing. Strangely, when I arrived at the daycare ward, I suddenly became very calm even though I was wearing a mask, which is usually very difficult for me. 
it triggers panic. And oh, and the other thing about fours, they like total snowflakes. And when I say total snowflakes, I'm talking about myself here. <laughs> I really am. And with love, like, uh, you know, like, oh, I was wearing a mask and I got very panicky. That's how we are. And, and, and if you're listening to this and you're a four or another type who can associate with this, this is like, this is just our bread and butter. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was wearing a mask. It was usually very difficult for me. Now, if, you, if, you, if you're doing it in that demeaning voice, then this person is going to appear to be a piece of shit. But if you are like, oh, oh yeah, oh, oh. Hmm, he's struggling. But that's sort of more, I don't know, is that from the heart? I don't know where that is from, where that comes from. It triggers panic and claustrophobic attacks. I stayed calm for the rest of the day, even during the procedure when they restrained my feet and I had to lie on my back, both of which would normally be panic-inducing. And yeah, and that's the other thing. His girlfriend, Ophelia, was going to be going with him and kind of being there for him, you know, being there for this painful, invasive procedure and giving him that moral support. And he was at least saying, oh, Ophelia will be there for me. Ophelia will be there for me. I can count on her. And she wasn't. So, you know, that's life. And, but anyway, here's the good news. I'm putting the success down to the hypnosis session I did uh, with this guy called, I've got his name here. Um, yeah, anyway, I'll send it to you. Um, during the session, I was aware of what he said most of the time, but not all of it. He gave me a simple breathing exercise and one other exercise to do, which helped massively, massively. I've never heard Peter use these words. Incredible. It's like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm a crap therapist. I've been of no use to him because I can't hypnotize him. My God, I need to learn the skill ASAP. But the, the calm came almost before I did any of that, I think. So I'm wondering, yeah, but the calm came almost before I did any of that, I think. In other words, maybe there is a deeply, like a profoundly ritualized psychosomatic aspect to it that he was already calm before he went to the hypnotherapist, because it was almost like, this is going to be it. This is going to, he's going to hypnotize me. And I'd, here's me trying to take a little part of it, right? I talked about this Darren Brown show and how, how profound and how profound, yes, my experience of being hypnotized with a thousand people. So, you know, not particularly personal, not particularly aimed at me or my issues, but being hypnotized and having this moment of, ah, I'm free again. And then getting back in the cage uh, very soon um, had been powerful. And, and maybe Peter, he picked up on that. He picked up on this, on this heart share because it was a heart share. I wasn't just sort of saying, oh, I'm doing therapy on you now. Here we go. How does that make you feel? No, I was, I was sharing my heart with him. I was saying, ah, you know, in a fellow, in a fellow friend you know, I mean, we have the same personality type. So, so that, I guess that does give a certain affinity. Just as, I mean, ideally it would be like, oh, well, you go to a therapist and you're both human. We're both human. But maybe we, some of us need more than just we're both human. Maybe some people need, oh, no, no. Okay. You, you really get what it's like to be a snowflake. Okay, that's fine. That's good. And you don't, you don't diminish me and demean me. No, no. I mean, you ask me to take responsibility for it, but you don't diminish and demean me. Okay, great. Uh, that's lovely. Um, yeah, that's really nice. And um, so I guess I sort of trust Peter. Uh, crazy. Wow. 
uh, you know, what's the therapist trust the client? Isn't it supposed to be the other way around? Well, it's supposed to be both ways, but in a way like, I guess what I'm saying is Peter has the answer. And maybe the answer is Peter, the universe, whoever, right, has the answer. Maybe the answer is some hypnotherapy. He says, he says, I am still totally amazed at how calm I was yesterday. I'm going to see him again. Yeah, I bet you are. Get your get it while he's still charging 70 quid a session is what I say, Peter. I'm going to see him again to see if he can do something about the instant panic I feel when I wake up or come round from meditation. Because mm. that's the thing. You go into therapy and you will explore the, you know, what does it mean for you? And how do you feel? And can you stay with the feelings? And maybe this guy's doing the same, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's just, he's just like, take you, takes you into trance and then he leans over and... <laughs> And he says into your ear the magic words. And the magic words are, as we all know, Sim Salabim. He just says it into your ear. Sim Salabim. And, and, and at that moment, and it's archetypal, right? At that moment, at that very moment when he goes, Sim Salabim. Only then are you awakened and enlightened. And... Um, and you will experience pain, but you will never have to suffer ever again.